The following is brought to you by the Social Suplex Podcast Network. BWB, this is One Nation Radio. You better get it right. Rich Ladder, James Boyd came to give them life. The Blackest Wrestling Podcast has come to kick all ass and drop it six feet if they kick it trash. Word, let me welcome y'all to something different. And if you dig it, man, you should let some friends listen. We be getting it in. That's on the regular, dude. Ravish and flow, but this shit rule. See, James don't rap, so I had to break it down. The whole network, man, we coming for the crown. Raps in the columns, I keep them both covered Making the beats too, so the listeners can bump it Hit us with the rating, yeah, I'm saying it's a five Before you hit it, talk, bob your head side to side It's One Nation Radio, and this is the beginning It's Rich, and I'm here with James It's time to listen to One Nation This is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio uh, this is Kenny Omega, we're listening to One Nation Radio Check it out guys, these guys know what's up Big Kenny Omega fans, that's all it counts to me Goodbye and good night, hey Welcome to the March 25th edition of One Nation Live James, what's going on man? Not too much, man. Uh, just, uh, just, I guess, waiting for what is now the go-home shows of, uh, of Raw and SmackDown, seeing that now they, for WrestleMania, they like to shoot the big stuff two weeks out as opposed to the go-home show. So um, I'm ready for tomorrow. Yeah, I, I mean, I thought they were trying to sell out a dome here. So, um, you know, I, I don't understand all the hesitation and the waiting and, and putting shit off uh, to this point. We're here now. I feel like we should be at least. Um, but yeah, a couple things to talk about today. Um, we've, we're going to talk about the beatdowns between Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan and, you know, the, the reception to both the execution of of both. And also we're going to unveil our WrestleMania match orders. Now we wrote these down and we have not revealed these to each other yet. So I don't know what James has got written down. He doesn't know what I have. Um, so it'll be interesting uh, to see, you know, where where what we each would do. We're also going to talk about strong style evolved and get into some of the questions that you guys left us uh, involving Hulk Hogan, involving um, the WrestleMania buildup for the Undertaker or the last couple of them. Uh, and I believe there are a couple more. But first, um, Monday night, Roman Reigns was out here um, in Dallas, and apparently he was suspended, but. He showed up anyway, and he was out there looking for Brock Lesnar to be punished and asking what his punishment is and, you know, just more types of, like, uncheerable kind of things. Um, then all of a sudden, you know, the you, you know they were like, hey, you got to get out of here. You're not allowed to be here, and we got these guys here to escort you out. And these guys meant the U.S. Marshals um, that were in Texas. Um, so yeah. one thing I found interesting about this, um, none of the marshals were strapped. It, so you be, expect me to believe three cops in Texas don't have guns for one, two, <laughs> two Roman Reigns came out here and was beat up or, or beat up these, these, these U S marshals, uh, when they essentially were just trying to arrest him. Um, yeah. And somehow he did not end up shot dead. So, I had a million problems with this. <laughs> I'll throw it to you before I, I really like unload. What, so what did you think about like, yeah. you know, how that whole thing went down? Uh, like, 
the, the one the thing about wrestling I think we all enjoy and like is that when a good story is told or something dynamic happens, it can uh, it will make it will maybe it will drag you into being able to suspend your disbelief and then you know kind of dive into the story with it and be enthralled uh, by by the whole entire show um, or by the story that's being told. Um, and one thing that happens to me when, like, I watch anything is something is just, like, too, you know, it's, it's tone deaf or kind of sticks out to me like a sore thumb or whatever. Like, it kind of pulls me out of it and it kind of and it messes up my enjoyment for uh, the story. Um, him getting uh, escorted by U.S. Marshals and then him stomping the, these dudes out while handcuffed and then there's no repercussions for him, really. Uh, and he's the he's a good guy. Like, that was kind of like, dude, I don't really get it like you're supposed to be a badass I, I get that cool but like after austin stunned mcmahon and i you know obviously we can't we can't be comparing everything to the the uh to the attitude era or whatever else but like when austin was out here getting revenge or being uh vince's ass and then there was always security or or police or whatever else he never fought this he never fought the police or whooped his ass like Basically, he he was doing what he's supposed to do, which was like, I'm going to sit here until someone comes and gets me out of here, which is fine. And then he, you know, the police show up, that's fine. And then he they told him to go, so he's not he not, not he doesn't want any static, so he get take. But one of them grabs him the wrong way, and then all of a sudden it's like that provokes him to stomp out three police officers. Now, why is that guy a good guy? That makes no sense. Yeah. Like, this uh, this I, also goes in line with like this when we talk about um, Roman last year when he. Uh, did what he did to like, there's a disconnect like they one, don't know what they want him to be one more time james yeah cut off you did he did what he did to what oh uh after what he did to Strowman, like gotcha. just, there's a disconnect okay. like from week to week on what they want him to be like do they want him to be the good guy or not right um now, especially like in Texas, the same city where they were out here sh- uh, shooting police officers and all that, and he's going to stomp out cops and all that. And mind you, I'm not one to be like sticking up for cops or anything, but I just feel like that situation had gone a little bit, would have gone a little bit differently if that was me and you out, out there. So, um, yeah, yeah, that, that that was a problem I had had with it, and I think um, there was a moment like they. They played it up for laughs almost after a while. Like uh, when Lesnar came out there and whooped his ass, um, it seems like they got the reaction they wanted. Like people were like, man, this guy Lesnar's an asshole, you know, da da da. But then it kept going. And then it was like that that little bit of sympathy that Roman Reigns may have like somehow like pulled out of the crowd slowly morphed into you deserve it chance as he was just getting thrown yeah. off the. Um, um, uh, the what's the fucking thing called the the gurney? He was getting thrown off the gurney, and the the also the other part that had me like just like this is so stupid. When Lesnar came out there and whooped the dude, Michael Cole was like, Lesnar should be the one that's being arrested. Like it's like, bro, you just seen this man like like whoop mash out three cops. Like what are you talking about? Stop, stop the tomfoolery, bro. Like I don't yeah. I don't understand this. Like yeah, on like if you take away the context of uh this this is a wrestling show and or this is a TV show and it's bullshit, right? If you just throw in like the real life situation of like you take that away, 
is like this guy was out here fighting cops and beating up cops. One guy basically comes and say, one guy comes out and stops this this freaking lunatic. Like in a in, in a real life situation, Brock Lesnar gets torn around his city, his community, and is, her- and is heralded as a hero. Yeah, I don't know, bro. but he's the guy that should be arrested. I don't understand. I thought y'all like I thought y'all, I thought blue lives mattered, Rich. I'm, I, I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, man. So one thing, Simon, Simon, I see left a comment. He said, "Why did Reigns have his tactical vest on like he was there for a match? He did not. He had the Roman Reigns um, uh, tank top on that, that kind of you know, yeah, uh, looks like the vest, but it is not the vest. Um, yeah, he had a, he had an undershirt on. Yes, right. So." Um, how did you, how did, you did, did the thing like do anything for you as far as like the build for the show? Like, or how would you have done this? Cause I have my idea of how I would have done it. I would have just had a fight and then had like the, the, the geeks in the back, try to break them up. I would have, I would have had them do a pull apart or a brawl one or, two, or both or whatever else. Like, or I would have had them, you know, bring out uh security geeks, not, not, not cop geeks. Um, and I would have had them, those two, like, you know, break those two up, or they would have had to, or they would have went through them like a hot knife through butter to get to each other. It would have been something along those lines where, like, this is, you know, Roman's been talking so much shit over the past, uh, I don't know, three weeks or whatever about how he's his privileged prick, and and I would have had, I would have had Braun pissed off about this whole situation. They got the pissed off part, but it made, you know, it made Brock look like an opportunist, which is fine, but like. They overdid it, and then like the crowd's short sympathy for him wore out, like you said. So, um, you know, it was one of the situations where like they missed because they got a little too cute, and that happens from time to time with them. But like the idea worked until it didn't. So I don't know what you're supposed to do with them. Like I, I think they felt that like the crowd wasn't going to be, you know, on Roman's side until he got beat over and over and over. The problem is. They should have called an audible. Like once they, they should have did the situation where like he kept coming out until Ro- or um, Brock got booze. Like, and it turned out where he got booze off Rip, so that should have been the end of it. Mm. So, um, how I would have done it, I, I would have had Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar out there um, in the ring, cutting a promo, uh, basically talking all the shit, answering everything that uh, you know Reigns has been saying about Brock Lesnar. Um, you know, whatever. And then, you know, it's real simple. Roman Reigns runs in from the crowd. No words necessary. No crying about it's not fair that this guy doesn't show up and I'm here. None of that bullshit. Roman Reigns hits the ring like a ball fire and wears Brock Lesnar's ass out. That's exactly how you, how you would have just got that man cheered. I've said it uh, week after week on this show. He's going to have to earn it physically um, with this because anything they do is just going to get met um, with a side eye because it's like y'all are moving the, these goalposts over here now for this man. Y'all bending over backwards this way to get this man cheered. Just let him fight. Literally. You don't have to do much for that. Do what you're doing with Styles and Nakamura, essentially, at this point, which is nothing. Like, <laughs> and I, I don't, wow. you know, I, I really think he should have ran in from the crowd. He should have been, he could have been escorted off from there by, like, security or whatever. Not cops without guns. That, that That's just stupid. Um, 
<clears throat> yeah, and, and then from there, and then you you somehow either you do like some type of hard way with Lesnar. Lesnar has to walk away like bleeding or whatever, and like looking angry and whooped and everything like that. And while Roman is is being carried out of there, and then you know what? Uh, after that, you have Paul Heyman and them come out there at the end of the night after that and say we're gonna finish what we were talking about until we were interrupted by Roman Reigns. And then what? James, mm-hmm. I bring Roman Reigns' ass back out there again and what brought Lesnar's ass again. <laughs> That's what you do with this shit. And, and that it would be so easy to get Roman Reigns cheered, I feel like. But WWE. You know what's also weird about this situation? Is that, is that, like, when you look at Brock's singles feuds from, like, early, from last year, all almost, yeah, pretty much all of them. Like, he sold his ass off for Strowman in like in the lead up to the feud. He sold his ass off for Joe. He sold his ass off for Goldberg. And this time it's like, oh, like the guy is actually really going to beat me and be, you know, and be the next guy. Like, I ain't selling for him. Like, that's weird. Stupid. What up, Casey? I don't um, I don't get it. Yeah, man. I it's 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 a weird thing, like, with how, you know, they're doing this, but let's compare that to what happened well, on Tuesday, or do you got any well, more, on one that? more? One more thing. I, one more thing I want to mention, though, right? Yeah, is like this entire feud is that like Roman deserves it, right? Like you deserve it. Like the whole thing is like I'm the one here busting my ass every single like almost like the like the Miz promo when he cut on Brian um a, a year ago, and it's like I'm the one each and every week in that ring beating people up, right? Like, that's what Roman is basically saying. Like, where's my props? Because I'm the one that's here every single week, and Brock, Brock feels like he's better than everyone else because he just come and go as he pleases or whatever. And it's like, he basically like, I want my participation trophy. Like, that's cool. That's great. But, like... I want a props now. You look at... Yeah, but you look at um, what AJ did... Was it, I think it was either, two, either this past Tuesday or one before when, like... They were talking about, or actually, it was like the week after, um, after Fast Lane, after the six way, and the crowd was like, "You deserve it." And then he cut him off. He was like, "I don't deserve it. I earned this." Right. Like, I deserve to be here. What the fuck is wrong with y'all? How dare you say I deserve it? Like, I don't deserve shit. I earned it. Right. I think that's. And the then best you look at like Roman, shit. and Roman's whole feud is like, "I deserve it." Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, it's um. It's a weird, like, you know, situation uh, in a sense because we already know, man. Like, just just have them fight. Like, just have them yeah. get out there and do it, man. And then if this match, the way that beatdown went, if this match is not a no disqualification match or a last man standing match or something with, like, no rules, they're making a serious mistake. I don't think they need to come out here and do this. I agree with this, you. Su- this suplex city uh, lumber around strong style match. They're past that at this point. They need to just go yeah. out here and extreme rules, however you want to do it. And I know it's WrestleMania, so they want to try to keep it pretty or whatever. But nah, this shit it needs to be down and dirty. This needs to be a grudge match. There's so many ways you can just make this thing the main event, essentially, that it should be. And they're walking into it essentially like whatever. These are our ideas. We're gonna we're gonna put Vince in essentially in Brock's corner and use Vince McMahon to get Roman Reigns over. Like, man, it's it, it leaves a lot to be desired on oh, my end. Well, I don't know how much of it. Well, I think that was a one week thing with Vince. I don't think Vince is gonna be still in it, part like, of consistently. it. That was still part of it. 
that's true. But I mean, like, I don't think it's gonna. I don't think that's gonna continue on to like tomorrow's TV and then like the go home shows TV or even at WrestleMania. Like, maybe like I think the most you might get with Vince is like there might be some backstage thing like at WrestleMania, or whatever. But mm-hmm. that might be about it. But I, I really have a hard time imagining Vince like you know because Vince at this point he hates being on TV because he thinks he's too old. Yeah, but she kind of is. But you know, you get my point. Like, he doesn't really want to do that. So especially for, like, an actual real-life angle. Like, he might, or a real-life, like, be a part of the story for real, for real. Like, I don't really think he wants to do that anymore. He should, because he's still great, but whatever. Yeah, man, but let's talk about the juxtaposition that on Tuesday night, there was also a beatdown, and it featured, I guess we can talk about Daniel Bryan's return speech as well. We did our breaking news audio about an hour before that went on the air, and no question, I watched them both. Uh, I watched the retirement speech, and then I watched the uh, promo back-to-back. ESPN actually uploaded this from their account, the whole Daniel Bryan return promo, uh, another major coup. Daniel Bryan's a big deal out here in these streets. Um, but, yeah, he cut that that, that promo, and he said um, uh, it was one line. It was like, don't ever – I was like, you got to fight for your dreams so your dreams will fight for you. And it was just like – at that moment, we knew, like, he was back. And everything, you know, that I had missed about Daniel Bryan, it came rushing back immediately in that moment. Like, he complete crowd control. He never once said that, you know, I'm looking to go to WrestleMania and all this stuff. The fans told us for him uh, what his destiny needed to be. It was absolutely one of the best uh, promos I've ever seen in my life. James, you got any thoughts from you on that promo? I think it was a great promo. I think that it was probably the most touching thing. Yeah, I, no, not probably. It was the most touching thing to have in WWE since uh, November when Charlotte ran into Rick's arms after winning the or retaining or winning the title um, in Charlotte. Like, it's one of those moments to where, like, it's a, it was a great feel-good moment. And um, I think... You know, I think we kind of need a few more of those per year, just in general. But like, but you know, it's kind of hard to get those because like, this is like a real life situation. Like, this dude's career was done over in WWE at least. Right. Like, he was done, and like he was headed on his way out the door. And then like a guy that was, you know, like they announced it, a four time freaking champion comes back who's still like old enough to be, or still young enough to be a guy on the roster on a consistent basis. Um. On, on TV wrestling, like that's a big deal. Um, so I, yeah, it was it was great. Um, and then later on in the uh, show, Daniel Bryan came out for another segment. And this is Daniel Bryan going back to the old Daniel Bryan, where he's he's essentially carrying SmackDown again already. Two segments, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like. <laughs> um, yeah. So he comes out there and cuts a promo with uh, Zayn and Owens. He gets handshakes and hugs from them, and he really kind of confirms in storyline what Shane McMahon had been saying about him, how he related to Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. He knew them for 15 years, and if you told them 10 years ago um, that they would be wrestling each other at WrestleMania, they wouldn't have believed it. They won, and they still, like, you know, they just took it too far. Habitual line steppers. uh, You know, what they were doing. Like, yeah, and and it's funny because like, one one of the cool things about, like, the Mixed Max challenge was seeing you know baby face becky lynch who like you know since daniel bryan has been gone and like sammy has turned hill is like the is like the true like conscience of the wwe as far as like being like a baby face and actually standing for something and like and like whenever she's got an opportunity anyway right right 
Um, you know, they don't give her like, singles you know, matches on pay-per-view anymore. Yeah. Right. And, like, to see, like, that whole that situation where Becky and Sammy were, like, basically trying to bring each other, trying to convert each other to their sides or whatever. Yeah. Unless, you know, like, this person stands something and, like, she wants you to stand for what you used to, right? Right. Well, like, you look at the Daniel Bryan thing and Daniel Bryan's situation was, like, Sammy, Kevin, we've known each other for, for, for this long, like, T, you know, if they told you to get a single match at WrestleMania two years ago, you would have took it. You would have been happy. You would have been grateful. But you won. Like Shane was leaving. Um, you got your match. You got matches at WrestleMania. Like something you you know you bust your ass to get, and that wasn't enough. Y'all deserve to be fired. He's absolutely right. Like that was that was just like so. It was so simple, but like it made so it made like all of the six months and or I guess five, six months of back and forth between those four and then also involving Nakamura and, and Orton in at times, like that was a culmination and like and then wrapped it all up in a really nice neat bow. Even even like it was it it, it did. It really it truly did. Like we always talk about how sometimes these fuse make no sense so they're gonna have to, you know, go ahead and make it make sense in the ring. He made it made sense in one promo and then you get, and then you get the angle from there. Yeah, it was, I thought it was great. So from there, like Kevin Owens, uh, essentially a guy that his his whole deal in WWE is like, you know, at least in the early parts was they've kind of haven't really reflected on as much. He's he fights for his family or whatever, right? So you took this dude's job from him, and then all of a sudden you just looked at Kevin Owens and he just snapped. He was just you know super kicked this man, jumped on his ass immediately, and at that point I freaking gasped. Like, oh my God, they're putting hands on Daniel Bryan already. Like, like it's going down. Like, I, I didn't know it was going to happen that quick. But I guess I should have assumed um, when they when them two uh, scumbags came out to the ring, you know, I should have known something was up. Um, and they had my dog outnumbered. But um, from there, Daniel Bryan fired up. And, you know, I saw a joke on Twitter that said, Daniel Bryan started whooping ass in biodegradable sneakers out here on y'all boys. This man was <laughs> kicking her ass in jeans, James, and, and not looking like he missed, yeah. you know, a, a, a moment. Uh, what, what did you think of, yeah. of uh, Daniel Bryan's physical activity uh, in there? And then also the way he's landing all, the way he's landing to protect himself, if you notice that. Yeah, I thought um... – I thought it was great. Uh, I mean, you can clearly, I mean, kind of knowing that he's been training and he never stopped really training. Like you kind of expect like at least the striking to still be there. And it was there and it was, it was, it was cool. Um, I did notice that like how he, like he basically now lifts his feet off when he does the, the, the corner drop kicks to kind of be able to flip over and like flip over without like landing on his head or neck. Like he used to in the past. I thought that was smart. And, you know, that, that goes into talking about um, with him how he said that he's going to work on a style that's, like, that's less um, that that's less, less impact. And yeah. that's a good way to, you know, avoid that. Because, you know, landing on your head and neck is not is – not, that's, that's some young boy shit. That is not, that is not what's <laughs> up. So um, – but I will say that it was interesting and, and kind of like ironic – or not ironic. I know this is the right word. But, like, it's kind of like, oh, so Daniel Brown cleared the wrestle? Let's beat his ass like we used to like the good old days. Like the good old days, exactly. Like the only <laughs> thing I'm shot. Look, the only thing I'm shot. Look, I wouldn't be shot at this rate. Darren Bryan has to wrestle two matches next week. Like, <laughs> oh my god, yeah. <laughs> they love rolling Darren Bryan out for multiple matches in the show or whatever. Had that man open the yeah. show and close it, the show. It, you know, 
it was funny how you mentioned earlier, like he's already back to carrying SmackDown. I was like, that's what the third time he's the third different like time in his career where like he's immediately like going on to carry SmackDown. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Um Yeah, like two segments. Go, like just like just like all the times, go out there and do two different segments at two different times. Why? Because you because you are the biggest star of the show. Yeah. <laughs> um, one thing I wanted to talk about too, like the crowd's reaction. The crowd was not having none of that. Daniel Bryan, um, you know, people people booing Daniel Bryan in this scenario or cheering Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. They were one hundred percent in support. Of, of Daniel Bryan, you know, whooping their ass and then being angry that these scoundrels um, beat him down. And I feel like had you gone against Daniel Bryan in the building that night, you might have had to fight to leave. Yeah, pretty much. Like, and I think that's going to be the case for him for a while. I don't know how long it's going to last, but, like, he's going to be, like, on, like, you do it, you so much as breathe heavy on Daniel Bryan the wrong way and, like, People are not going to like that shit. I don't know how long that's going to last. Like, maybe, you know, after, maybe after WrestleMania, maybe after a, paper, a different pay-per-view feud or whatever else, like people will start calming down on the fact that, like, thinking he's fragile. But, like, right now, that ain't the worst thing in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Ain't man. the worst thing in the world. Like, all you got to do is, like, make sure, you know, you, you look, and even if you look at, like, um, the punches that like Sam was throwing down on him, like those were those were like you know those were mid soft. Yeah, it wasn't like he was already getting. It wasn't like he was catching like you know he wasn't hitting him with the uh, the, the Roman the Reigns the, the Roman the Roman Reigns forearms from the mount from the mount. Like it, so, yeah, I think um I think you know this might make his job a little bit easier. Like you don't you don't have to work you don't have to lay it in on him for people to actually buy it because people are like you know oh please don't you know yeah, please don't they're hit him so scared. Um, one one other thing um, I want to bring up, uh, and I had a conversation with Josh about this, and this was something that I believe uh, in Jeremy, and they had a uh, had brought up the idea of someone from Voices of Wrestling that was talking about Dan Bryan and the uh, I, what I feel like is the fake concern uh, for Dan Bryan, like that is out there. So, if you're that concerned about Dan Bryan, do you not know what sport this is? This is a sport where any single bump can be your last bump no matter who you are no matter how healthy you are i don't i don't i don't understand like help me help me understand james i don't you know if your concern is this great for daniel bryan i i literally was at the nxt show last night right and uh-huh. i believe ricochet he just took a fast back bump, right? I was like, bro, that could have been Ricochet's last bump. And we all had like a, not a laugh, but it was like, you know, like, yeah, like, don't, doesn't this sound stupid? Like, like when, when you're talking about the last bump, it could be the last bump for anybody, anybody, anytime they step in the ring. All bumps matter. Wow. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, I, I've said it before, like football, like football and wrestling are like the same thing, like, no, there's no such thing as a safe cigarette. Like you, just, it is what it is. Like either, you know, you go into some understanding about that. But like, but there is going to be a concern for him as far as how do I say this? They're going to sell. They're going to sell that. The, the fact oh, that he, yeah. you know that he has hit. Like there's going to be a bunch of matches at least at the beginning or whatever else. Where like people are going to like target his head or I guess Blackenberg almost like remember um the Ziggler and Dolph or sorry the Ziggler and Del Rio 2013 stuff yeah 
like that post. Or like Austin that man just like laying in with super kicks left and right. Yeah, like yeah, there's gonna there's gonna be matches of that kind of ilk where it's like oh that dude has you know concussion issues or head problems or head problems or whatever else like we're gonna make him sell and I I think that's smart. Um, but I think it, and I think it's also a way to you know make it kind of easy for him. Like you don't have to you know wail in on that dude. You just have to you know just choose something that looks good. I don't think you have to, you know, do all that kind of stuff to, to to be able to get people to buy into it because they know that like this dude lost three years of his career because of a uh, head injury, yeah. brain injury. But um, yeah, the the crowd reception to the whole uh, scenario, like Daniel Bryan, like it, it's a it's a it's a stark contrast. I feel like what happened Tuesday night and Monday night, and anyone that didn't see it, I suggest you either wipe your eyes or. Um, <laughs> you know, because this this is what what it's supposed to look like on Tuesday, right? And then yeah. Monday is yeah. like we fucked up. I will say this though, even if they didn't do like the cop beat down, those are just security. Those have just been security geeks or whatever. Instead of like the Marshall thing, like there's still levels to this. Like they were talking about one of the most beloved baby faces of the last I don't know thirty years of pro wrestling. Um just coming back from injury and then getting whooped on immediately compared to a lukewarm baby face who, bro, this is, uh, this is a gimme, you know, a baby face up against the cops. He's been basically like, who's who's been, well, let me finish. Like a a lukewarm baby face has like the whole claim for this whole WrestleMania feud is to to complain. So like, of course that wasn't going to work. I don't really know what we were starting. There are different levels to start off with this to try to compare it to it. But yeah, like, one 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 was already had hurdles and then like didn't help alleviate the hurdles and then the other one was like was perfect and then like they also built it perfect as well. So there is so that's why they're so uh des- desperate. Like yeah, definitely. This is a baby face who can't get cheered opposite of the cops. What? <laughs> like this is a gimme. Like like look man. I'm not getting that with you. I'm not doing this is that. Awful. Look, all I'm gonna say is this: Look, mate. Look, that, look. D- in Dallas, maybe they like police enforcement more than we do. I don't know. You know, Walker, Texas Ranger. That was a big deal situation. for them. That was a big deal for them. I don't know. Look, look. In any other situation, anybody, if you have AJ Styles facing off with the police, we cheer AJ Styles. If you have Stone Cold Steve Austin facing off with the police, if you have The Rock uh, facing off with the police, if you have John Cena facing off with the police, like, I feel like all those other guys get cheered. Maybe they should fix this. Maybe, maybe, but I will say this. If they had him going out there, like, how they've had him for months complaining about another guy, what, what another guy is doing and the privilege that person gets, and they're talking about, you know, what about me? What about the, what about the Roman? Yes. Then, like, you, <laughs> then, you know, it, it would not be, it would not be that uh, well taken to either. This man's out here pocket watching. Like, man, his contract don't look yeah. the same. Like, yeah, I don't know, man. It's whack to me. Um, that being said, it's it's still going on last. But <laughs> and and I feel like they for the overall and I'm probably giving away a little bit of my next segment, but it's like if this is what it takes for them to hurry up and get past this shit, fuck it. I, I'm I just like just do it. And then we can Think of it like this, right? Think of it like this, alright? 
you can say whatever you want to about this or whatever, how how ineffective he looks as a a person to get behind or rally behind and whatever else. But this feud, this feud right now is going on. It's still light years beyond what they did at WrestleMania 31. Still. I mean, I mean, look, you're correct. But what were we really comparing it to? Absolute trash. One of the worst feuds. One, right? one of the worst man of the feuds ever. Yeah. yeah. But my point is, like, if you if you judge on the Roman Reigns curve for for why he deserves to get in uh, the main event WrestleMania matches, like this, is like his this might be his best one or second best one. Oh my god. Um. Yeah. It, it, it's telling that the last couple of years we haven't like kind of like I feel like we know what the main event is, but it's like not unquestioned. Like. I don't know it, it, that whole thing last year about how they put Undertaker Roman Reigns uh, on last. That really bothers me because it's like y'all know it wasn't Undertaker's last match. Now, well, now we know it wasn't Undertaker's last match. That was just the ultimate like backdoor of of you know a main event or whatever. I don't know. I think they got sure cold, was. I, I think they got cold feet with Brock and um, Goldberg because they know they weren't going to go out there for five minutes in the WrestleMania main event. Like that's just stupid. Say again. I said I think they got cold feet with with Lesnar and um and Goldberg. Like they weren't gonna put them on last because they were only gonna go five minutes, and I feel like that match was like ridiculously scripted. So they were like, just put Roman out there. Fuck it. Like on the last day. That's so dumb to me. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Like if like which match which match had more which match drew more attention. Which match was set up to be better? Goldberg Lesnar was the answer for both of those. So, like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, I mean, there was a chance that like Undertaker and Lesnar, Undertaker Roman were gonna go out there and have an Undertaker, um, an Undertaker Classic main event. Um, I was gonna say Undertaker Classic WrestleMania match. However, like, given that that man didn't do it for three, what at that point? Uh, let's see. 30, 31, 32, for three straight years, chances are he wasn't going to do it again just because like, it's Roman. Like, that man's out of here at this point. Like, this man is a guard in his mid-30s now. Like, like he's not coming back. Like, to, to... like... Yeah, go ahead. You know what's funny? I listened to, um... I listened to Chad's podcast this week uh, yeah, with um, the, Mr. Tito. Mm-hmm. And they both said that they thought that, like, Undertaker and Cena were going to go out here and have a really, really good match. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, and, they, you know, they both profess to being um, fans of basketball. And, you know, we, we talked to Chad a bunch of times about basketball or whatever else. And I'm thinking to myself, Chad, if we were talking, if we were, weren't trying to figure out if Undertaker could have one last, one basically one more bullet in the chamber bullet or whatever chamber, else. Yeah. Like, if he could still do that, then he would have done that any of the past four years. Why would we expect it to happen now? Like, granted, 30, you know, he got concussed early in the match, so, like, whatever. But, like, if you want, if you want to put that to the side, fine. That's 31, that's 32, and that's 33. Like, he had a Hell on a Cell match with Shane. Granted, it's Shane, but it's still a Hell on a Cell match. You know how easy a Hell on a Cell match is? <laughs> yeah, man. Like, think about, Russell, think about WrestleMania 28. Think how easy that was. Bro, they literally just waffling each other with chairs and hitting finishers and, like, faking, or, or faint, not faking, but feigning, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, they were despondent, like, didn't know what, what each other had to do yes. to beat the other one. Like, it was yes. really, like, 
a simple like the way and Bret, that was Bret match Hart, of the year. Correct. And the way and that was WWE's match of the year. Yes. And the way Bret Hart described it, he was like, I knew everything they were gonna do before the match, but and it still fucking worked. Like <laughs> like Thank you. So if he couldn't do it with weapons, like he has to kind of go out there with regular rules this year. Uh, and, like Cena and Undertaker really was on my list of topics, but uh, actually I do want to talk about Cena and Undertaker because that Cena promo was awful. Um, like this, that segment this week, and then Kane came out there. Like the last time we saw John Cena and Kane together, like he was out here trying to get him to embrace the hate. Like that just, that just makes me see red. Like I, I don't want to look at John Cena and Kane at all. Like, why are you on my screen? Um, I thought, I think Cena's like two in a row kind of, you know, is like not connecting. Okay. So if this was not, if this, if this were not John Cena and the undertaker, Right, like wouldn't this be the one of the worst like bills for WrestleMania headlining match ever? This is like in the modern era, at least. This is like um, this is almost worse than the Bray Wyatt Undertaker one. Say again. Like this is almost worse than the Bray Wyatt and Undertaker one because at least Bray Wyatt could be in the spooky element. Cena is out here well, calling Undertaker out on about Instagram. He's looking desperate. I don't know, man. I, I thought he did a good job to the first like major promo with it, and then since then it's just been like this is exhausting. Like listening to this. Yeah, same here. Yeah. Um. Like my thing about like yeah, it is similar to the Wyatt feud from Thirty One with Undertaker. However, like they didn't beat, um, they didn't have like Wyatt scrambling left and right to try to make it to WrestleMania and then lose every and then fail and fail and fail and then throw out a hell Mary pe- and then throw out a hell Mary to get the, to summon the Undertaker for a WrestleMania match, like and then eat a choke slam from fucking Kane. Like that didn't happen. So just so like this at is a really weird thing going on since the streak has been broken. <laughs> The Undertaker, and Simon actually left us a, a, he was like, the problem with the Undertaker's WrestleMania buildups, the last truly great one was against CM Punk. And I feel like at that time, CM Punk was carrying everything. He was doing all this stuff with the Paul Bear stuff, juggling the, um, the urn, doing all the, you know, just, just cutting all the promos essentially, right? WrestleMania 30, they sign a contract and I think he stabs Brock Lesnar in the hand with a pen or something, like... And the whole thing was pretty much, pretty flat. much, pretty much. It was just like under or or Lesnar was pretty much just selling big for, for um selling big for Undertaker or whatever else, and then like pretending like, you know, saying he's not scared, and then like Undertaker shows up and acts shook. Yeah, that, that was pretty much that whole feud. WrestleMania thirty one. He doesn't like do it a was damn good. Thing. It, it was fine. It wasn't great. It wasn't good. It was just fine. WrestleMania 31, he doesn't do a damn thing. Bray Wyatt is left to uh, carry everything uh, himself, and I think he, you know, for for we're like, hey, we're gonna give you the Undertaker one year after the streak. Like that was probably about as good as you can expect, like for a spooky element type type deal. WrestleMania 32, the whole storyline was stupid to bring him back. You had the Undertaker as yeah. a mercenary for Vince McMahon. Like this is dumb. Like this isn't the Ministry of Darkness. Like like, and yeah. neither of these guys and, were heel. Like it was like. Just yeah. confusing, and the, and yeah, and then Shane like loses, and then still gets what he wanted to begin with, which exactly. is like what? 
Exactly. And then uh, WrestleMania 33. No, 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 hold on. Shane gets what he wanted after literally is trying to extort his dad. Yeah. He's a babyface. What? <laughs> uh, yeah, man. That inconsistency. But, um, yeah, then WrestleMania 33, Undertaker and Roman Reigns are just together because one of them threw the other one out to Royal Rumble. So they have really not had a real good reason for Undertaker to fight any of these matches. And I don't know if this is necessarily any better or worse. It just feels like all a bunch of muck right now and and, and making mm-hmm. up a gumbo. Ironically, we're New Orleans, uh, you know, we're coming up to a New Orleans WrestleMania. This is like a gumbo of shit with The Undertaker for these past couple years. Yeah, and, and, the, and the worst part, and the thing that's about it that makes, that makes me like, that bothers me is if you put Undertaker and Cena on the marquee, all you have to do is not fuck it up, right? You would think you, you like you didn't, Cena didn't have to go around here losing over and over and over and failing left and right to get to this to get to like trying to like almost like a almost like a dog howling at the moon um, to get a, to get a WrestleMania match. Just just like you know he. He, you know, he he goes around or whatever else. Um, and then Undertaker shows up and says, like, you know, I don't know. Like, this call-out thing, like, it seems so, it's so lame. But, like, if they had just, if they just, like, went with something a lot more simpler. Like, they could have did, I mean, I don't think they necessarily had to do um, as simple as, like, Undertaker and Triple H WrestleMania 27 where, where like, one one's Just in the ring, the, the other one walks out. They both stare at each other. Then one then one stares at the at the uh the WrestleMania sign, the other one stares WrestleMania sign, and then all of a sudden both do the sucking in the in the um in the slap, cutthroat sign. But like maybe just a little bit more than that, and that would have been fine. Like you just, like that's a WrestleMania match. You didn't have to really go through all of this. Like they've made it like to where like it's less it's less enjoyable to get to it. But like I'm sure. Once the bell rings, everyone's like most people are going to be excited to see that match. So I don't, under, I don't, I don't get the point of all of this. Like, would they be better off not even showing a video package? They just like, they just bring them out. <laughs> I bet you, if they do show a video package, it's not going to be any of this shit. Like that's that that scene is doing right now, fighting Kane. Nothing. Like it's going to be a simply like a historical. They're going to be showing under uh, John Cena winning the sixteen titles. They're going to be showing Undertaker with the streak, knowing all that shit ended years ago. Years ago, it has nothing to do yeah. with this match, and yeah, just. Just pure fuckery. I feel like we're in store for uh, with with WWE rewriting history and ignoring history and ignoring um, the physical condition of of the Undertaker and what Cena's look like uh, in the ring with him. And now, if these guys like come out here and pull it off, I will be surprised. I will be very surprised because I don't see it, bro. They they put it off too long. They should have had this match at twenty nine or or at. 30 or 31 they, they 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 screwed this up yeah um but or 32 but you know cena got hurt but like they had all the, they had from 29 on to do this match and they just never got around to it well yeah man they could have done that 27 yeah they could have done that 27 that might have been a been the perfect spot to do it but um I don't know. I don't think they nah, wanted. No, you got to get this Undertaker Miz popped off. I'm happy to say you got to get this Cena Miz popped off. Yeah, Fuck off. yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, you know Miz, you know WrestleMania main eventer, you know. Um, 
Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about the uh, the the Matt Hardy joint real quick before we get into? <laughs> because have you seen the whole thing? Yeah, I saw it. I saw it live. Okay, so I didn't. I didn't end up going back and watch it. So floor is yours, bro. I mean, it's just the typical wacky Hardy compound shit. Except like not. Except the issue is uh, the one thing that like that made people actually want to see the beginning was that like. This thing was more like all the Hardy stuff, pretty much like a self-aware comedy. Um, whereas this one was actually like made to be drama because you know WWE they always, they make movies, brother. So, um, so that kind of killed. It, it reminded me actually like, um, do you remember the Will Smith um, comic book movie from like two years ago called Death Squad? I heard. Or Suicide of it. Squad. I mean. Yeah, I heard of it. Okay, so Suicide Squad had these issues where, um, or Marvel or DC movies in general had this issue with their tone, where um, Marvel pretty much, Marvel is pretty pretty much like, we are um, PG-13, we make our movies colorful, and we have, we add um, comedy into them, and all of this, like, warmth into them for, for kids, and to be light. Like, we don't really d- delve into dark stuff except for, um, when we want to get like weighty as far as ideological stuff from time to time, whatever, like like Captain America, Civil War, or Black Panther, for example. Uh-huh. But like for the most part, like anything that's really like emotionally or heavy, like we kind of like humor our way out of that because we want to keep stuff light. Right. Well, DC wants to be more. Well, DC is making these movies more or less like dark, and the color of them is dark, and like and where they like take all of the contrast or out, um, and. It, they want you to kind of like feel the weight of what's going on. It's like you know it hits you or whatever else, and they're uh, not really that fun, uh, and they're also not really all that good. Um, but Suicide Squad when they first came out, because Suicide Squad is basically a group of bad guys teaming up together to quote unquote save the world through uh, through uh, they were put together to save the world, not because they want to save the world, but they're but that's what they are. Uh-huh. So. The movie comes, so you think, like, that's going to be a fun movie because, like, it's a bunch of bad people doing bad things, saying mean things or whatever, mean, cool things or whatever else, and it's going to work out. Like, uh-huh. they're, they're basically cool heels, right? The group cool heels. So the movie comes out, or the movie was going to be released, and then they did a ver- the original version of it, and it didn't test for well the audiences because the audience just thought that, like what I said, it's going to be a bunch of cool heels stuff as opposed to actual disciple people in really, really dark tones. Uh-huh. So they had to recut the movie and make it lighter or whatever else, but... The movie was originally set up to be light, so like it is a, is, you see what's what's put out there, but it's not like it doesn't work because, you see what the material originally is, and like throwing a score over it, or, or throwing um a bunch of like hit records from the past twenty years isn't going to liven it up that much. So, um, that's kind of the same thing here, where it's just not going like it's just, you don't know what your tone is. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man, let's move on, man, because the more I talk about yeah. the Cena Undertaker shit, it's just like, <laughs> like I don't even want to fucking deal with it. Uh, so let's get to the main event, uh, and we'll, we'll we'll talk about Strong Style Evolving a little bit. But um, um, yeah. we both came up with uh, match orders for um, uh, WrestleMania. Uh, as far as I charted, I charted 14 uh, matches. Uh, three pre-show matches yeah. and eleven uh, main card matches, and I laid mine out. James, you want to go first? Yeah, sure. 
Um, I have to pull it up right now. Uh, so, like, we all worked on the premise that the main card's gonna have 11 matches, the, the pre show's gonna have three. Uh, so for me, the first match, the very first match on the pre show, in front of a, in front of the a, a virtually almost empty uh, yeah. super I almost said super dome Mike Hogan <laughs> or silver dome Mike Hogan but super dome yeah um, the U S title match in the three way between Randy Orton <laughs> Jinder Mahal and Bobby Roode get it out there get the fuck on no one cares no, no like this shouldn't even be on the thing get the hell out of here um, put it out there get the hell out off the stage um, after that will be the Andre uh, Men's Battle Royal and then um, I would. I would make the, the main event of the um, pre-show, the Cruiserweight um, final between um, Ali and, um, oh, my God, uh, Alexander. Yeah. So now on to the main card after, you know, whoever comes out. I'm assuming, you know, they start the show. And in in, I think they're not going to start with a promo or whatever else, like how New Day did or whatever, or, uh, for example, The Rock and Hogan and Austin and WrestleMania 30. I think that I think the rock, whatever the rock does, will be later in the show. Um, oh, so fuck. I forgot said, about I think the, the rock. First... Fuck. Oh yeah, the rock getting twenty minutes, bro. You better believe fuck. it. After seeing that shirt, no love your role. That's terrible. Go he definitely will show up. Go to hell. Like go back to the movies. Like <laughs> like I don't I don't need this, bro. So, um. We'll see. Like, we'll see what Rock does. I don't know if it's gonna be like. I think. Well, I don't know. I'm not gonna get into that. Well, that's for that's for later. But anyway, um, so the first match is the Intercontinental Title three way between Miz, Balor, and uh, uh, Roman uh, Rollins. So that's first match. Second match, the Women's Battle Royal. The third match, um, the Raw Tag Team Title match between uh, the Bar versus Strowman and a partner to be named later. I kind of expect it to be Joe, but we'll see. I um, mean, like, I think they only make them the tag champions because, like, you know they're going to break them up and have them have a match or pay-per-view because, like, because if they don't, who, how the else will they ever lose those belts? Yeah. They have to, someone will have to shoot would them. They just, would they just vacate them? So, look, someone will have to shoot, <laughs> shoot them. Someone, someone will have to die <laughs> where they can no longer defend the belts. Okay, yeah. So after that will be uh, the, the Raw Women's title match between Alexa and um, Nia. Uh, followed by the um, the SmackDown Tag title match between the Usos, the New Day, and the Bludgeon Brothers. Um, I pretty much set it up to where, in my, like, looking at the card, I feel like there's six matches that are, like, the big, the important matches and everything else is below that. So I pretty much put the, the five matches that I thought were the quote-unquote undercard and just put them all at the beginning of the show. Mm. And then the final six matches are... Are uh, the final six matches? So the first match of the final of the big six would be sh- the the SmackDown Women's Title match between Charlotte and Asuka. Um, followed by that would be Undertaker versus Cena. Um, I, I really struggled between flipping um, the Undertaker match and the Charlotte match, but then I thought to myself like, I don't know how that would really work out for uh, for fans watching at home. Like, obviously, we know what match was going to be better between those two, given if they're both given time and like left to their own devices, but uh-huh. um, that don't really matter. Like the crowd would actually, would, the crowd wants to see Undertaker see no more. So I put that um, later. Um, then I basically followed up by saying, okay, so what's left on the card of the final four matches are um, 
both top, top both brands top title matches for the men's singles, and then after that is uh, tag matches involving the McMahon siblings. So, um, <laughs> I decided that I decided that we'll put um, we're gonna put the belts. We're gonna basically put SmackDown on first. And then Raw on last, and then we'll make the make sure the belts are the last match between uh, both of those. So, um, the Daniel Bryan Shane um, tag match versus the Canadians that that's next. Then um, Styles versus Nakamura, and then uh, Ronda and Angle versus uh, Stephanie and Hunter, and then the main event Lesnar versus Reigns. Hmm. All right. So uh, kind of interesting choices. Um, I thought. You had <clears throat> you put the that's a, that's a lot to get through at the beginning to get to um the did where'd you have the SmackDown tag team title match? Oh, I had that fifth. Fifth, okay. Um, where was the 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 Raw Women's title? Uh, that was fourth. Fourth, okay. All right. So, um, how I did it, um. I, I went ahead and, you know, uh, Cedric Alexander versus Mustafa Ali is on first. I think, unfortunately, they're probably going to get the shit end of the stick. Uh, I, I expect the match to be awesome, but I don't think anybody's going to be there. Uh, second, I'd have, in the pre-show, I'd have the WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal. Um, I feel like ever since they took that Fabulous Moolah thing off it, they're not really going to push it to um, that that level. And aside from Sasha and Bailey and maybe Becky, I don't really care about anybody else in that match. Um, <clears throat> number three, I'd do Bobby Roode versus Randy Orton and Jinder Mahal. Give them all three huge WrestleMania interests. Hopefully Randy Orton can avoid walking over sperm again. Um, and I, I don't... I, and I foresee, I think gender, like, they got to bring out, they got to do something. You know how he won the title? They got to bring out all the motherfuckers uh, for, for gender's entrance. And then Rude basically has to have a choir on each side of him singing Glorious, I feel like. Or else, like, th- th- this match makes no sense. Like, you don't do anything. Like, this is awful, this match. Um, but on to the main card. We had the same opener. Um, I had Seth Rollins in the Miz. Wait, 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 wait. So you're going to go through all of that with all of that, like, all of that, you'll spend all that money on the match is going to end up on the pre-show? Yeah, because fuck them. Bro, we don't even have pyro, we don't even have pyro these days. That's fine. Okay, whatever. It's your card. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, go ahead. So, so from there, uh, we had the same opener. We're going with the Intercontinental title. Seth Rollins versus Miz versus Finn Balor. We're starting it off hot. We're starting it off with three big... Uh, Three big interests. Uh, I feel like Miz is going to come to the play. He always does something kind of cool. Um, Seth Rollins, we'll see. But uh, Finn Balor for sure is probably going to show up. Uh, he was kind of made for this. Um, second, I'm putting on Asuka and Charlotte because I'm continuing the the momentum, the the good matches you know, in the front. Because I know one thing um, that gets said all the time when the first couple matches are good is, is this going to be the greatest WrestleMania ever? Like whenever we're watching uh, WrestleManias together and everything like that. So um, I went ahead and, and kept that up. Um, on third, I've got the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Um, I think, you know, for me, it came down to whether it was the wins or men's battle world. There were a lot of guys in the probably going to be in the battle world that I thought uh, I cared more about rather than putting them on the pre-show. Um, so, so quick question. Yeah. What 
what man is going to be what man is going to be in the men's battle royal that you care about more than Sasha Banks? Um, let's see, let's see who's not on the joint. Let's look it up. Like, because I was on the same thing as you. Like, one, only one of these things, like Highlander, only one will make it, right? Only one will survive. But like, my thing was like the Sasha and Bailey thing. Like, matters way more to me anyway. Maybe I'm just, I'm just, you know, looking at just myself. But like, that, that's they have more track, uh, more stuff done for that than like anything involving like the men in the battle royal, and their battle royal. Like, they just got, oh yeah, this is the geek battle royal. At least they're like, you know, <laughs> a storyline going on in there. So. I, I might not care about them as much, but I just think like it outweighs. Um, you got Ziggler, you have the revival. You hit, maybe you get the cruiserweight guys in it. Um, maybe you get um, let's see, like like Chad Gable, American Alpha guys. Um, Rusev, what's he doing? Wait, Jason, jo- wait, Jason Jordan's hurt. No, nah, I meant um, uh, Gable. And um oh two point Benjamin two point yeah. gotcha Rusev definitely like and this should I feel like Rusev has this all over like this should be his um and uh yeah I probably say that's about it okay so um I would have men out there have Rusev go over and uh get go ahead and get the win uh on fourth I'd have the Usos in the no home bro you can't be wishing that on Rusev don't be don't be wishing that that victory on Rusev put that shit on like I don't know. Put it on Elias. Let Elias win that shit. Wow. Uh, yeah. I, I wonder what they're... kiss of death. Yeah. Uh, Casey said, give that free YouTube crowd something to watch. And I believe that was for the entrance or whatever. Yeah. You know, you got to spend a little money to make money. You know, even though they're giving this shit away for free. Um, yeah. 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 Um, so on fourth, I have the Usos, the New Day, and the Bludgeon Brothers in a triangle ladder match. Hopefully they, they do. Um, and blow the, that TLC shit out in the water. Um so on fifth, right after that crazy match, I put on Nia Jax and Alexa Bliss. Do you think they're gonna fuck around and Sheamus down Brian this shit, and then people are gonna be mad Alexa Bliss got squashed? It's a real possibility. Um, I think that it shouldn't go through. I think it should go like five minutes or whatever. Yeah. Um, like because you know she does still have like Mickey by her side, so Mickey can help her cheat to like to get heat to get to get um, to have uh, Nia fight from underneath. So I think it'll go like. It, it has no business going longer than eight minutes. It has no business, but it shouldn't go like three minutes either. Um, so I think like around that time sounds about right. Um, and then, you know, like uh, you, you already put a woman's battle royal on. So like, here's the thing, like is WrestleMania, there's going to be a draft in the next two weeks. Like, you know, people have said, people are, have, have t- talked about um, Carmella cashing in on, on um, Oscar or whatever else. But like, there's also a real big opportunity for um, Nia to get cashed in on as well, especially if like like my card or your card has it, where the women's battle royal goes on before this raw uh, right. this raw women's title right. match. So yeah, that's also there too. And they're all in the building together. They could put that shit in at any time, and maybe they yeah. I think that is a possibility. Like maybe even um, somehow Nia Jax loses and fucking kills Alexa Bliss, and then Carmella comes out there and. You know, just lays on, puts her foot on Alexa Bliss like Undertaker and Macho Man. That would be awful. You know how much better Alexa is than, <laughs> than Carmella? Yeah, you know, and like Carmella, and get me wrong, like, you know, we talk much about Alexa, but like Alexa not being good enough, but like she's so much better than Carmella. That would be terrible. I, I look <laughs> like, at them like another chick, the like we lose a chicken shit heel for a worse chicken shit heel. Great. 
Yeah, I, I think they need to stay away from that or make her lose her cash in because I don't know um, what she can. Well, I'll say this about Carmella. I believe her when she's fighting in the ring. And then also, like, if she when it comes to getting heat, she's about it. You remember that Ellsworth shit? Like, she'll come out there and tell you about yourself. But I don't know. Like, I'm not I'm not trying to just hand the world title out for that shit. Like, I like do that somewhere else. Um so, yeah. so on sixth, um, I'm bringing up the big gun early, right in the middle of the card, as far almost as far away from uh, the main event as I can get it, uh, without you know, it's kind of like the the first half of the show main event. I've got the Down Brian and Shane McMahon versus Owens and Zayn on sixth, and after that, I've got John Cena and the Undertaker because they can follow that up. Like if it's anybody, I'm worried about uh, like you know Down Brian and people going nuts. Like you know they'll want to see Cena and the Undertaker. Not going to be a big drop-off there. The drop-off may come next, though. I have on 8th, I have Strowman and his mystery partner. Um, and I feel like the mystery partner is good for a pop, uh, whoever it may be, whether it's Elias, whether it's Neville, whether it's uh, Joe. I'd like it to be Neville, personally, um, against the bar. So they're on 8th. Well, that, so so basically, like, he shows up and all of a sudden, that means he just, he's graduated. He's graduated to, to, to uh, the main roster again. He can again. come back. He can come back. No, but Look, I mean, like he comes back, but like that means also like he's not he's not a cruiserweight anymore. Like right. he's just small, right? Okay, yeah, I'd be I'd be like I would like to see that. Like, no one's talking you know. about Neville right now, and and for good reason. But um, yeah. I, I feel like Neville like definitely like should he think about it? Like he can do all the raw ass wrestling. Strowman can can be Strowman, and they can hold the tag belts to whatever happens. Um, yeah. Uh, on ninth, I have Ronda Rousey and Kurt Angle against. Triple H and Strowman. On 10th, I have Styles and Nakamura. On 11th, I have Reigns and Lesnar because they're just going to do it. And if they don't do it, they're going to try to do it again next year. So I was like, you wait, know what? It, oh wait, so, so I'm sorry. I zoned out after the, after the tag the Raw tag match. Do that again? So What's I, after that? So I've got the Rousey and Kurt Angle against Triple H and Stephanie on next. Um, okay. Then I've got the two title matches on last. Styles and Nakamura. Then Reigns and Lesnar. Okay. So, uh, if it's anybody I feel like they can wrestle their way out of the quote-unquote death spot, it's those guys. <laughs> or oh, yeah, you, yeah, or yeah. you could just give them, you know, both main event matches 25 minutes each and then, you know, you know, just run it, you know. Brock Lesnar in a 25-minute match, when's the last time that happened? Shit, hell of I know. Maybe what, the CM Russell, Punk match? What, WrestleMania 19? No, no, no. I think the CM Punk match and him went like 24 minutes, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Maybe the Triple H yeah, match went kind of long, too. Mm. But, you talking about SummerSlam 12? Uh, WrestleMania. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, that ain't really been his thing since, uh, you know, fourteen SummerSlam 14 going forward. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I mean... I think that I think that match I think your card more represents what what they're more likely to do by like separating the, the six top matches. My thing is like fuck that. Put it put make it like no one wants to no one wants to sit through matches where you come up come down and plus like with this card, like besides Nakamura and Styles, what match has to go twenty minutes for it to reach peak, uh reach its peak effectiveness? None of uh honestly, none of them. Yeah, that's my point. Honestly, like none there's of only them. one match that needs to go twenty minutes in length. 
So like the only like, the only place I tried to hide somebody was I didn't really think there was a good spot for the women's match, uh the Nia Jackson Alexa Bliss. I tried to put Charlotte and Oscar on early enough to where it's like essentially like you'd be like, Man, we started off with bang, bang, back to back, like and then get off into all right, Andre the Giant time, you know, stuff like that, and then mm-hmm. you can quote unquote regroup and then all of a sudden the ladder match smacking you in the face and all of a sudden it's like, Okay, send Nia Jackson and Alexa Bliss out there. And then all of a sudden, it's time for Daniel Bryan's return. You know, I don't know. I just tried to come up with what what I would do um, if I was booking WWE. Yeah, my, I, I just did it. I just basically did where, like, okay, which matches are matches that, like, um, are absolute or absolute draws? And I feel like there are six matches on this that are actual absolute draws. Like, um, like, there's no way you're going to see Alexa and Nia without, like, saying, like, you also went to go see uh, Charlotte and um, Asuka. There's no way you're going to see, um, for example, uh, like, the Bar and Strowman without also wanting to see first uh, the, three, the three-way match um, mm-hmm. on SmackDown. Like, it, so I kind of set it up like that where, like, um, there's six matches that, that actually really matter or it could be like it actually be uh considered headlining matches. I put those all on last and then I basically separated um the other first five matches into where like in situations where like I can make I can keep that entertaining until we get to the big six matches. To the real. Um yeah. yeah. And like I also decided to like set the women up. Like every match that involves a woman working in the match, like I basically separated those and put those in and and ranked those in order. So like, if you look at the women, like my, my, my card, I had, um, women's battle Royal on second on the, on the card. I had the, uh, uh, the Alexa and Nia match going on after that. And then, um, Charlotte Oscar after that. And then the final match was Rhonda and Stephanie with, uh, with angle and triple H or whatever going on second, second, or some main event or whatever, and then like after that, I filled the card out. I filled the card out from there. That's how I'd work mine. Mm-hmm. Because like they're not going to bunch the two women. They're not. I don't. I feel like they, they wouldn't bunch women's matches together like that. I don't think. I don't think that'd be a good idea because like you run the risk of you know head asses wanting to be like double piss break. <laughs> so um, <laughs> that's how I said I separate them. Uh, so Nick Nick Grill he said, "Do you guys really think the first women's money in the bank cash in will lose?" I think it's a possibility um, because the landscape is so much different now than when Carmella won the briefcase and then who the champions could be. They're going to be really strong, uh, it looks like, coming out of WrestleMania. Like, I feel like Asuka is probably going to walk away with the win. And, you know, barring any fuckery, I feel like Nia Jax is probably going to be the Raw Women's Champion. But if fuckery ensues, yeah. I feel like then all Carmella scenarios are in, pl- are in play. But that only comes after fuckery. The only the only way I would feel like the only way that like Carmelo would cat would maybe she doesn't cash it but if she does the only way she would cash it and win would be if she beats Charlotte or if she beats Alexa they're not gonna have her they're not gonna have her beat um, Naya um, seeing it like that, that you know seeing it like you're gonna add a third person when they have a few that can go for the next couple months like, they wouldn't do that to to Alexa and Naya and then like if you're gonna beat Oscar. Um, you're gonna have her lose to Charlotte. They're gonna have her lose to no fucking Carmella, and they have her chase. Ugh. Especially because, like, not only because if you do that, like, not only do you fuck up that, you also Three's fucked gone. up like what could be the main event for WrestleMania 35, which is Ronda versus um versus uh Oscar. So like, 
you wouldn't do you wouldn't go through all that just to put over Carmelo personally like you don't even want to put on TV most weeks. <laughs> um yeah. Uh, he also says Strowman should be in a better match. This bums me out. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Uh, he got fucked. Like again. Yep. yep. Um again. Yeah. That's 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 pretty much it. Like all I can say, like as far as um you know, with those guys, but um, let's let's talk about Strong Style Evolved real quick before we get up out of here. Um, that is taking place later on tonight. James, you'll be doing a show with uh, Jeremy and Josh over on Keeping It Strong Style. Um, and uh, you'll be uh, joining them for a review. But I want to go through the card. It's a lot of – this is not like the New Japan and G1 where there was a tournament. You knew you were going to get a bunch of singles matches. Um, dudes trying to you know break the scale essentially like um last year ended up being uh like omega in three matches in the tournament uh capped with his you know sunday win over ishii for the u.s title you had okada defending against cody in the main event of night one and you had just like a bunch of tournament matches just like with all the big stars like with naito with um Pretty much everyone that that is on the fucking in New Japan, um, <laughs> <laughs> like it was just so much like good shit. So I want to go through the final card here. Um, start with the opener. Uh, it's Rapungi 3K and Rocky Romero against Christopher Daniels, Frankie Kazarian, Scorpio Sky. Haven't seen any of those or Scorpio Sky before. I've seen Christopher Daniels. Haven't ever seen Kazarian, but um, Rapungi 3K is is really good and Rocky Romero is cool. Um, Gato and Haruki Goto will be facing Juice Robinson and David Finley. Um, now, this is kind of on the heels of Juice Robinson just getting the pin over Goto recently. Uh, and it looks like they may break off into the Never uh, Championship at some point. So maybe they'll fight each other at Sakura Genesis or maybe even uh, Wrestling Dontaku. Um, Gato in a match, James. So uh, this is going to be fun. Um, maybe after, yeah maybe after that uh we got chuck taylor and toru yano uh so chucky e. t and toru yano is like a comedy super comedy uh tag team against david Boy really Sp- yes yeah, i would e. never have guessed yeah. that toru yano was doing super comedy yes uh but but chuck Tim- chuck taylor is like <laughs> hilarious or chucky e. t as they say um, they're, they're taking on Dave Boy Smith and Lance Archer. He's going to come out there and spit water at people. Um, I would not want to be, uh, in the ba- you know, the, uh, ringside for none of that shit. I don't know how they get down in Japan, but not over here, bro. I'm not here for you to spit water at me. Um, I don't, I don't give a fuck. Like, <laughs> yeah, like this is like people fly in for this show. People are going to fly in for this show and they get, they get spat on by this asshole. Nah, I'm not, I'm not with that, that type of smoke. Um, I throw a chair at his fuck ass. Yes. <laughs> um, after that, uh, we have Cody and Marty Skrull against the Gorillas of Destiny. So that's pretty interesting. Uh, Bullet Club versus Bullet Club. And Gorillas of Destiny is Tamatonga and Tangaloa. And, you know, I'm a Tamatonga mark, as y'all can see with the hair. You know, we out here. Uh, Josh said, you look like King Haku. And Jeremy said, you like Haku with that, you know, you know, just as tough, too, you know. So... <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it'll be interesting to see what they do with Rhodes and Skrull in that uh, position. But like I said, there's a lot of tag matches. So I feel like people are going to get like the real New Japan like on, on some of these. Like You're seeing a lot of multi-mans in here. Um, after that, um, we have an eight-man tag. We have Tanahashi, Kushida, Dragon Lee, and Taguchi against LIJ. And that would be Sonata, Naito, Bushi, and Hiromu Takahashi. Now, James, do you realize what I just said? 
Yes, Kushida and Takahashi are yes are going to be in the same match together. Yes, I get what you said. Yes. No, and also Dragon Lee and Takahashi will be in the same match with each other, and, and uh, they don't yeah, give a fuck. True. They'll come out there and kill Pretty. each other. Um, yeah. Morons. So, so also <laughs> also Tanahashi will be taking on uh like you'll get him facing off with Naito uh for the first time since the uh G one A block final. Um uh, replacing Rey Mysterio will be Will Ospreay and he'll be taking on Juice and Thunder Liger. So no Rey Mysterio in this match. He came out with that bicep tear and it looks like he's probably headed back to WWE. So we may not ever see these two running back. Um what do you think about Will Ospreay being a replacement? I mean, it's a, it's a very good replacement. I mean, obviously, you know, at this point, at this stage of the game, Ospreay is a better wrestler than um, than Ray. But, I, you know, like, just as far as a an attraction, um, Ray, like seeing Ray versus Liger, like would have would have just would have made my day. Um, it's unfortunate it didn't happen. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> After that, uh, Kazushika Okada and Tomohiro Ishii will be taking on Zack Sabre Jr. and Minoru Suzuki. So, uh, those guys are heels, big heels. And going against Okada and Ishii of Chaos, um, what do you think about Zack Sabre Jr.? I think that he is not for everybody. And um, by not everybody, I mean, like... Me. For the most part, me. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, I'm not... I, he's a, like... Like, don't be wrong, like, he's technically, he's very, very solid, but, like, you know, I don't watch New, I don't watch New Japan to watch people lay on the mat and rest holes. And, I mean, you can say what you want to about how excruciating the stuff looks in the finger and the wrench and the wrenching and whatever else and, like, how you twist people up and, and like, like pretzels, whatever else, but, like, I don't watch New Japan for that. Bro, you know what? I just don't. You, you, and, I mean, he's... You know what this is, what Zack Sabre Jr. is? Zack Sabre Jr. is the Detroit Pistons. He is the, he is the bad boy Pistons. He is the 2004 Pistons. He's the slow it down. You have to play their type of game. Like you have to wrestle their type of match or whatever. And it's like, it's not exciting. We, we watched uh, Saber and Tanahashi um, together actually with Jeremy and Josh. I didn't get off the couch once like in excitement or anything. It's like whoever wrestles him essentially has to do that. And what's the next gear for him? So that's what I'm looking forward to seeing. Um, I can't wait till Okada just puts a rainmaker through his face. Um, like, bro, and- like watch, like bro, watch, like wait till they do the Okada um, saber match. I guarantee you, this fuck is going to like when it comes time for Okada to do the super ki- or the super kick, the, the drop kick. He's gonna catch his drop kick and then put it into an ankle lock or something like that, and then they sit out on it and then wrap it in. Like it's gonna be something like he's like, oh great, like another thing that like it's is like, really fun that you decided the, like you yep. wanna you just want to like flatten out completely. Great. You take away all the fun like yeah. and, and, and just lay on a bitch. Like come on, man. Like I'm, yeah. I, I, like, like that dude. Like, hit that the dude can never bro. be a like, <laughs> like hit the weights, bro. Do something. Um, but yeah, Suzuki's in the match. So seeing Suzuki match up with Ishii, I'm definitely looking forward to. Uh, I definitely want to see a slap off, um, some type of tough man do type it, of deal. Uh, quick question: Like, do we know if it's in Long Beach this year, or is it in like another part of LA or Southern California? I think it's still in Long Beach, but it's at uh, the Walter Pyramid, so it's a bigger building this year. Okay, so like, so like, it, are they going to bring in the SWAT team for Ishii and, and, and Suzuki or? <laughs> Well, they are almost in LA. No, cause, so, you know, 
Cause no mere, cause no mere man is gonna be able to stop. No mere men are gonna be able to stop them too. You need to bring in tactical gear for these two. Yes. Um, also, after that, um, we have now this is a big match for not necessarily like in name or anything, but this is big for them. Jay White and Hangman Page. If Jay White comes out here again and he is, does not have a four star match again, I am about to fire off on him. Like and be like. What the fuck are y'all doing? Get the belt off of this man. This man's like, like he's not good. Like, <laughs> like let him figure it out a little bit more before y'all out here just, you know, no, 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 keep no. shoving He's them. not good. No, no. You mean to say he's not good enough? Correct. Correct. Like, it, it, like they're going to be in the, the, the semi-main event here, and that IWGP US belt, uh, the last holder, this dude was main event with this, with this shit, having great matches, all till this dude showed up. Look, I remember not, Russell not even, King. Hey, I remember Russell King. Right? How about this? I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was like, I remember Russell King when people were trying to blame this shit on Tanahashi. Where, yeah. where's it yeah. at now? That Tanahashi's out here going out there with Suzuki. That Tanahashi's out here going out here with Juice Robinson. That Tanahashi's going out here in the whole New Japan Cup. Where's it yeah. all now? Yeah. That the yeah. ace is still and the ace. Thing about it, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Another thing about it is like. It ain't just about the Tanahashi stuff. It's also about, like, Uche White. Like, I have yet to see a match on a on a card, on a prominent card where Ichi didn't have, a, like, four and a quarter at the least. Probably four and a half. So, like, for you to come out here after him, immediately after him, like, I suggest you bring it, brother. Because, yeah. like, Ichi don't fuck off. So, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I suggest you bring it. Like Jay White and Heyman, he's fighting Heyman Page, and the, and you know Heyman Page is is starting to try to get his own self going, but he's still not the level like uh you know of the top top guys. So this is a big match for yeah. these guys, and I think if they get you know they're gonna get time, so they have no excuse. So they have to come through. I don't know what we're gonna see, so I'm just sit back and watch. But based on like where these guys have been, if they do one of those. I think people are gonna be coming, and I'll be coming for them, and I and I'll be in a group chat lighting it up right now, like about about these guys and, and what the fuck they're doing to the IWGP US title, you know, aka the old Kenny Omega Heavyweight Championship of the World. Um, and in the main, oh, event, you mean the participation trophy they gave him because he's not Omega or he's not Okada? Anyway, okay, gotcha. Cool. Anyway, anyway, um, oh, who's in the main event? Oh, Kenny Omega. Um. <laughs> Kenny Omega and Kota Bushi, the Golden Lovers, will be teaming up to face the Young Bucks. This match is a match that is directly out of the Rich Ladder School of of Dream Wrestling. This is going to be a five star match, James. And I'm, you know, I, I come out here and I let people know when it's going to be five, like I did with Omega and Jericho. I didn't quite call that on on, on Almas and um, Gargano, but I knew it was going to be great. But I have no doubt that these guys are going to come up with innovative stuff, absolutely mind-blowing, like, either spots, synchronization, chemistry, anything. Like, I I think this is going to be, like, one of the best tag team matches we'll ever see in our lives. Yeah, it can definitely be that. Like, I was going to, before you even brought up the whole it's going to be a five-star thing, I was going to set the over-under for you at, like, four and three-quarters. So, yeah. I took the over. All right. So, uh, I, and I think these guys are going to be, um, you know, ready, you know, and these guys have been wanting to have this match for like 10 years, they say. And if you think 
Kenny Omega's coming to the U.S. to fuck around. Uh, I don't, I don't think so. This is the biggest spot I feel like the Young Bucks is, have ever been in. Uh, you know, just nationally. Yeah, it is. And with it New is. Japan, like, now that you think about it, they're yeah. putting them in the main event. Like, like for that. them, this is for them. This is definitely bigger than any uh, Russell Kingdom match, and this is definitely bigger than any um, any Ring of Honor match. Yeah. So yeah. So. Uh, it's going to be interesting, so I'm looking forward to uh, hearing what you guys on uh, Keeping It Strong Style and James, what you guys think about the show. Um, probably all watch it together. i got to figure out. Uh, i got to get the new address for, uh, of the uh, Strong Style uh, in Donovan's Dojo. So i got to get the new address. Wait, they moved? I, 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 I thought, okay. So I don't, I don't I know thought, if it's official yet. Like, I didn't, like, I don't, maybe we should do this off air, but I thought, like, yesterday what they told us was, like, this was helping Josh move stuff in. I didn't know that they were moving out. I had no idea. I don't know. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll have to figure that out. But um, yeah, here booking on the fly. Yeah, without telling the workers. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this is gonna be a, a really big show for New Japan, and it's it's a different show than last year. You're still getting all the stars. Yeah, you're a lot different. Them, you're, you're... Do you think is Do you think there's a possibility that I mean, obviously this is one show compared to two, but do you think that t- that tonight will be better than either night from um from last year? It could be better than night that's a, one because that's a high bar. It could be better than night one. I don't know about night two <coughs> because like when they ended oh, okay. with with Kenny Omega cutting the promo with the belt and basically like looking like a god, like that's gonna be hard to top. But if anyone can do it, do you think it could be better than night one? I think night one was. I mean, jeez. That Elgin match was incredible. Yeah. The Ishi, the other match was incredible. Uh, what was it? It was it was Ishii versus Omega, right? Or am I wrong? That was night two. Night two. So, I'm sorry. So Elgin with Omega was the first night, right? And then Ishii fought who in the first night last year? I forgot. He might have fought. Hmm, I had to look it up. Naito. But I'm, oh, whatever it was, it I got like it, it probably was like four and a half because I've never seen Ishii in a match lower than that ever. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even joking. Like, it, like based on like obviously like this isn't science. Like this is all anecdotal and it's all about me. But like, like I don't think other than like Omega, other than like Omega in um, and Okada, I don't think anybody else has like been consistently better in matches that I've ever seen than Ishii. Like Abushi, maybe like I think Abushi, like I want to say that um Abushi be up there too. Yeah, it's like Abushi be up there too. If you look up the pro fight database, I believe the top four is Omega, then Okada, then Ishii, then Abushi. I believe. Huh? How about that? So, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, and then like probably right after that would be like Tanahashi. That's it. And like the only reason why that would be he'd be the last one is because of what happened at Wrestle Kingdom this year. Thanks, Jay White. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. So, um, and that man's out here throwing off Omega's uh, star rating. So, like, you know, <laughs> like I, I got real smoke with Jay White right now. Like, you know, figure it out, bro. Figure it out. Yeah, but uh, bro, we talk about, like that man is a, that man is a very good wrestler. We treat him like he's Tori- Toriano. <laughs> it's like, bro, no, look, don't come out here and fucking star rating averages. Look, don't look. You know how how I was I was saying like yeah man New Japan it just ain't like this year like you know obviously last year was a legendary year and it's still very good New Japan right. I'm saying yeah it's a down year like when you look at it and I feel like Jay White's the walking embodiment of that like they're trying a couple things in New well, Japan so far this year I feel like well 
I would say if if the if the standard is now like what they set last year, then like then yeah, it's sure impossible. it is down year. However, like compared to I don't know, like 2016, I don't think it's been that much worse than 2016. I don't think it. I don't think it had the worst 2016 New Japan necessarily. Like, I will say this. I will say wait until we get into, like, G1 until we start to start declaring that. Because, like, the G, you know, the G1, we'll see when G1 happens. That's what I'll say. Yeah. Like, if well, he's out there with, like, average star ratings, of, like, on his block and being in, like, you know, three three and three quarters, and, like, yeah, we definitely need to get uh, J.Y. to pop the paint. We need to take his ass back to America. <laughs> but, yeah, I, but we'll see. The jury's still out. That's yeah. how I feel. But, um, yeah, man, I I think that will – oh, one last thing I want to talk about, um, and I believe it was a question from Dan. Um, so, Hulk Hogan recently, uh, it was confirmed that he and WWE um, took a meeting uh, recently, and it looks like there it wasn't a thing like where they were signing him, but I feel like where there is um, smoke, there is fire uh, in this thing. And also, Mark Henry had some comments about Hulk Hogan um, that he's, you know, that I'm going to read off in a moment. Um, so let let's just go through the story real quick. I'm pulling up pulling it up right now with Hogan. So. Um, WWE was having, you know, they said they have had discussions with Hulk Hogan about how he can help others learn from his mistakes. However, he's not under contract with WWE. Now, I'm not here for this Hogan shit. I probably never will be at this point. Um, Hogan has a lot to do as far as, you know, trying to get that real forgiveness rather than, you know, in, in my opinion, uh, from where I stand and, you know, I don't want to speak for black folks everywhere because I'm sure, you know, it, not everyone feels like us, but time passing just ain't going to be enough. Yeah, I agree. And right on the heels of this mullah shit, it's Hulk, to me, Hulk Hogan contributes zero to WWE right now. He can't, he's, they're not going to let him wrestle at his age. Um, they're not going to like really set, be able to send him in out there anywhere unless they're well, all right we'll end the interview if you ask him about such and such like it's a it's an unnecessary headache i feel like do they really want to sell hulk hogan uh, merchandise that badly i i mean i, I think that's part of it like they'd be like well you know bring him in he can always sell merch for us or whatever else and i mean it, it is a big business, and big businesses are not people. They're heartless. Uh, they're, they're heartless capitalistic uh, institutions that are only meant to make money. Like so, whatever. Um, I uh, I I feel like if they want to bring it back, cool. Um, but that, that cool is contingent on them actually like like reaching out and doing something to actually like show there was some type of um something done as opposed to just time passed. Right. Um so like by like whether that be he's in the he's, he's out in the community or doing whatever else or um or like going on tour or going on um a PR tour like showing contrition or whatever else or or, or put some money on something like unless it's something like that or something along those lines like I don't really want to see Hogan back. I mean, cause like you said, he, at this point he has nothing to the pro to the, uh, to the, to any of these shows or whatever else. And then like, 
another part is like, you know, whether he's an ambassador or he's um or he's going to be an on-air talent. Like, if he's an on-air talent, like, what can he do besides, I guess, GM? Everyone like, but do you do you want to see Hulk Hogan GM and be no. come out there every other week, fucking up promos and, even, and messing even, stuff up? No. Yeah, like, no. right? Yeah. So, <clears throat> um, I think I think um whatever they do, like, they better have they better have a plan. You know, kind of like that. Like I told you about the um the old Dean Smith story, where it's like, oh, Coach, Coach Smith, um, if we're up by three and the time's running down on the clock, should we take the foul before they get the shot off, or should we just play it out? And Dean Smith says, like, whatever you do, make sure you have a plan so that uh, when the media comes and asks you, you can say this was your line of thinking. So whatever they have, they better have a plan. And I want to read this uh, this quote from Mark Henry because he brought up something I didn't know about. And I feel like that's really interesting and really co-signs a lot of the stuff that we're saying. So apparently there is a delegation of black wrestlers around the world, which is like, fucking amazing i i didn't know that for one like there's like a there's a committee like there's a chairman like there's a board like it's like <laughs> this is tight like i and i need to find out like you know and he you know like what the specifics are with it but um he basically said i don't know if i'm ready there's a lot to be done so the quote was there are leaked videos of the andre story on hbo coming up on the 29th and the opening is in Los Angeles, and he's in it. It's kind of a deal where you just have to accept it. He's a public figure. It doesn't mean that everything he's done is forgiven. You just got to take the good with the bad and see how you can help the situation. I'm sitting on the chair of the delegation, and they're not ready. I've had many talks with dozens of guys, and the consensus is that there's a lot of work to be done to heal that wound and fix that wall. And then he further explained about the delegation. He said the delegation is pretty much... Um, much of the the more established African-American wrestlers in the country and in the world, for that matter. Every promotion, and there's not a wrestling promotion that doesn't house someone from the uh, delegation. He said, and what does Hogan need to do? There's going to have to be more community service and outwork, support for programs and even creative programs that deal with diversity in the workplace. I don't process everything like everything else. I believe that everyone should be given a second chance, but I also believe that um, you have to own your issue, whatever that is. You got to make closure on everyone else's behalf, not just yours. And <clears throat> I, I think, I don't think you can say it any better than that. Because to me, yeah, it's like, not, it's not about, it's not about um, our quote on, you know, and we have, we have friends like, you know, of all ethnicities that listen to this show and listeners and all that. But this isn't about white folks being ready for Hogan to come back. I feel like this is about us. Well, I mean, yeah, it's, it's about like the aggrieved party. And what do you do to, um, show a sincere or at least something that looks like in a, a sincere, uh, um, olive branch or whatever, or, or Mia Copa or whatever you want to call it to the aggrieved group. Like, like he didn't just it was and it's not even just a simple thing. Like it'd be one thing if he just like spotted out the n word or whatever else, because and like be like, yeah, I, I said this and I shouldn't have said this and it's terrible and but I you know blah 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 blah. Like <clears throat> this dude said that I he said he he declared himself a racist, right? And then said that and said that like, <laughs> I am a racist. And, and then when when yeah. people come out here and say um, that you know I don't well, think Hogan's a racist, it's like what the fuck more well, do you want him to tell you? Well, let me well let me like finish my point. Like yeah. 
he, he said that I am a he declared himself a racist and then said that like he would not want his girl he would not want his daughter Brooke to be like involved with any black people unless they are per, uh, a black person that that has a bunch that that has a bunch of tools or whatever else or basically an exceptional Negro. Yeah, like, that's the only like that's that's it. So it's like oh okay like you're okay so you're like the worst like you're like all on like the mystic or uh, was it uh, mitigation all other foolishness too like you're you're one of those like Jesus so yeah. um. Yeah, it, it's it's it ain't just a simple oh I I made a bad choice of words or I was upset or whatever else blah 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 they squad whatever else like nah that man went beyond the whole like he the moment type of thing like man had the mindset out here letting you know like what it is the the ideology yeah. behind this shit yeah so yeah like that, yeah that man out here worried about motherfuckers replacing him so uh, <laughs> if you catch my drift so. He definitely um has to he definitely has to come correct with it and um you know all we ask like I ain't even asked for no like real I'm not even asking for some real deal like you know be like Michael Vick out there telling kids left and right like <laughs> this is a mistake you don't do this it, I've been over begging for forgiveness for 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 years and still people slay his guts I'm talking about some I'm talking about like you know seeing through all the PR stuff people get caught up in scandals like I'm talking about some like. For lack of a better word, and I know this sound, I know this is gonna sound really um, uh, nihilistic. I'm talking about some bare minimum shit. Mm-hmm. Just some bare, and I'm talking some bare minimum shit. Like, you know, like we'll we'll see what they do. Like, if they, if they, hopefully, I will say this. One thing that will make me upset is if they make this into a storyline. Oh my god! When they have like the new day walk up <laughs> on him or something like, and welcome him back and whatever like i'll be disgusted like i'll I'll be like yeah this is stupid yeah um yeah yeah. like you know just you know bring him back have him acknowledge it or or acknowledge it off air or whatever else um you know do what they need to do as far as um reaching out and and go from there like but like short of that like kick rocks yeah I, i think he needs to like like if you're gonna do it right and these like, like you need to open up the checkbook. You need to go over to Greenwood. You need to go over to Ross Norton. You need to go over to Southside State Pete, cut checks, put put whatever into the to the community. You can try to do, you know, community centers, um, whatever whatever you got to do, man. Like as far as like you know to get to get things you know back. Like give them a damn a real interview uh, with like some of the more famous like like black wrestlers. Like make him explain himself essentially. Like. It's real easy for him to, you know, explain himself, you know, on Good Morning America, you know, or something like that. And I know that's like a wider audience or something like that. But it's like, man, go out there and say that shit to like, you know, apologize to the people you offended. Like, for real. Like, not just like a mass consumption, like, you know, statement that you got prepared in your head. Like, that doesn't really hit with me. I'll say this though. You know what else would make me be like, I'm done with this shit? What? If he shows up on fucking Breakfast Club, I'm going to fucking lose my mind. <sighs> so you want to watch Charlemagne to grill him? You're like, so, uh. <laughs> no, no. I don't mean I wouldn't watch Charlemagne and them because you know I don't really don't watch that bullshit. I wouldn't watch WWE no more. I'd be oh like, I'm completely God. done. I'm, I'm, I'm done with this. This is bullshit. Like, y'all were pretty much pulling, like, like oh yeah, uh, it, any platform of black people, any any old platform, doesn't matter if it's good, doesn't matter if it's reputable, doesn't matter if, 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 it's, if it's anything. Like, oh, people, black people watch it, put them on there. Like, nah, man, I'm good. Fuck off. Yeah. 
like, like well, I have that, Bomani that and interviewed his man. You know, put some out there with Bomani on the right time. Oh my god. You know, Bomani a Ric Flair fan, so you know, Bomani will hold will pull no punches and hold him to the Bomani's fire. Bomani's a Hogan fan too. Bomani thinks that like Rick Derringer, Real American is like one of the greatest songs ever. Well, Especially wrestling songs. Well, I mean, that Real American uh, theme song got a whole nother feel to it now in these streets in 2018. Oh, Jesus. So, uh, you know, they could they could, they could kick that, uh, you know, up the road, essentially. But, yeah, man, um, that pretty much will uh, wrap it up uh, for, for me, uh, at least. Anything that you wanted to bring up, James, before we uh, get up out of here? No, just, uh, just ready to see what they do tomorrow because, like, they're going to have to do a lot of stuff tomorrow to, like, it's so weird, like, the Undertaker thing. Like, that's supposed to be, like, a headlining match, but, like, they've done nothing to make you actually, like, um, think, like, oh, yeah, that match is going to happen. So, like, yeah, we're just definitely going to sell these tickets. Mm-hmm. Where, like, you think about WrestleMania 32? Like, when Shane when Shane and Undertaker, when Shane Undertaker was, was announced, that that was a, in February. Yeah, it was the night after Fastlane. Yes. And now... We're waiting for the Undertaker Cena match to, to be confirmed. announced two weeks out. Like people can't make plans. That, like if, if you were someone to actually like to be into that match and be like, I've been waiting for this for so long or whatever. And, like like you Chad don't was know. talking about, and, and you don't know. Like you're just watching yeah. it and you're like, you, they're gonna have him fight Kane now. I, I don't get it. Like I don't. If you have a family yeah. you're trying to bring or something like that, like. I don't know, like, you know, WrestleMania is WrestleMania to an extent, but they're, they're still the matches still have to be kind of confirmed, don't you think? Yeah, so you would think, like, okay, so you mean to tell me by the time they actually finally confirm this thing, at the earliest, it will be 13 days for WrestleMania. So people, like, will be making plans to actually go to this thing based off of, Cena, like, you know, Undertaker Cena, 13 days before the fucking show. Like, they should have did this, like, two, three, four weeks ago. This is terrible. Um, but yeah, make sure you guys check out, um, the rest of the shows on the social suplex podcast network, uh, and also reach out to us on, um, Twitter. Um, you can check out the Ricky and Clive wrestling podcast. Uh, Kyle Moore's and rants were on there. Um, this week was a fun show. Uh, make sure you guys check out keeping it strong style. James will be doing a run in on their show this week. And uh, that will be very fun uh, to hear. I will not be with James uh, on that show. So uh, James is freed. You know, if you like, uh, you know, this show for James, you guys can go, uh, you know, check that out. Um, who, who else on the network? Oh, we got the SMC podcast, uh, which is on hiatus at the moment. Uh, but they will be back. <coughs> Guns blazing, I believe. Um so yeah, that's gonna wrap the show up. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening and tuning into the live version. Everybody that submitted comments and um, everyone that has been interacting on Twitter. It's been a fun week. I anticipate uh, doing an Eddie Guerrero Lords of Pain Hall of Fame column that I might write sometime today. So that will be out. And thank you to everyone that read my Daniel Bryan column. Oh, also, uh, buddy that was talking about the cops and ne- never reading one of my col- columns again uh, because of, of the uh, the line that I, I you know said about the cops. So uh, if you haven't set, read it, it was like, I quoted someone from Twitter that was watching the Daniel Bryan promo, and their response was, if you didn't feel that, you're a cop. And I, I included that um, in my uh, column or whatever. So I am going to 
to find this comment and read it to y'all. Uh, if you guys have been uh, listening to One Nation Radio, you already know how we get down um, on these subjects. Um, so his comment was, what would have been a decent column ruined by uh, was ruined by an insensitive dig at law enforcement officers. Of all Twitter comments for you to pull from, you decided upon one that equates cops as having no feelings. It must be great being a liberal where you can continually accuse those around that you disagree with of being bigots, racists, and etc. with no supporting evidence. Then then around and attack a group of well-trained and highly educated public servants who, by the way, encompass all spectrums of race and ethnicity as if they deserve to be denigrated because they're at the top of the liberals' current boogeyman list. I'll never read another one of your columns unless you apologize to the many upright and professional men and women who serve as law enforcement officers around the world. As for the crooked ones, you have something in common as someone who uses generalizations to justify their animosity towards people in groups they don't like. Okay, so um, for those people, for that person that said that, I would suggest like reading the the Kerner report um, that that our that our own government did in the sixties. Uh, and two, you said you never mentioned anything about bigots or racism. He did. Exactly. So, so, you know, so, you, so, like, you ever heard the old country term, like, a hit dog gonna holler? Yes. Well, yes. bow wow wow, he's howling. Yes. Uh, so, so whoever, so, whoever you were, what's, what's the name on there? Faith returns. So, faith returns. Um, I suggest you return to whatever hole that you crawled um, out of. Uh, I don't need you to read my columns. Uh, you, you're welcome to. Uh, I might just throw a line in there every time to piss you off. Uh, why? Because I'm currently always and always with the smoke and ready for, yeah. for, for whatever in these streets. Yeah. Um, oh, and another thing, since, since, you know, since he's the one that brought up race, we didn't, he's the one that brought up race and, yeah. and talked about, uh, about, uh, statistically about, about cops and being on the up and up, like, um, I suggest you like read anything about like mass incarceration in this country or, yeah. um, I don't know. Anything about like the the uh, the amounts of crimes committed by between black people and white people, and then the amount and the the rate at which uh, black people and white people get arrested and are tried and convicted. So uh, sound like bullshit yeah. <laughs> that you would even say that that sounds preposterous to me. So uh, yeah, uh, I suggest you you know. In the words of uh, Robert Ory, read a newspaper or something. Yes, read, I don't know. read a newspaper. Um, so so do what you want with it, bro. Um, so I, you know, I got these these columns and, and they bring them out, James. It, it bring them out. Yeah. <laughs> I love you didn't it. even say anything about race. He's the one about a race. That's crazy. That's, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, like I, 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 maybe I should like send him uh, my column that I'm ready for the next Black World Champion as a response. Oh, that's that. Oh, he'll really be angry at that. That'd be funny. He'll really be angry at that. So, so yeah, if you, y'all want to see me troll this guy, check out my column on lordsofpain.com. Um, it's why Daniel Bryan's return is so important to us. I'm going to go in the comment section and start a fire, essentially. <laughs> so, check it out. Um, and we're going to get up out of here. Appreciate y'all listening. And uh, thank you guys as always. We love our audience. Peace. Later. Later. Thank you for listening to One Nation Radio. We'll see you next time. 
What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.